is the G220 Effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We never left. We always intact. We're right here in the booth. Guess what we always do? We like to say we always there in every day. It's the truth from the word of God. Yes, we love it. We love hearing the truth because the word says that when we understand, when we know the truth, that truth makes us free. So we become more free, less in bondage because we understand who we are. Knock, knock. Who's there? Ooh, it's me, the truth. <laughs> and I come to set you free. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm reminded of the word. The word said, who the sun set free. It's free indeed. And because we know that freedom in Christ, we know that the Holy Spirit is always leading us to a better. It's always leading us to greater. And it's always leading us to the truth of the matter. And we truly thank and honor God for that because God has been so good in that. Amen. So today we are coming back with another awesome topic. We're going to be talking about God's will today. Well, that sounds like a banger. Yeah, because how many times do we pray or people pray and then they'll say, you know what, whatever God's will is, if, if God willing, if it's in God's will. Okay, so the question is, what is God's will? Is there any mystery to God's will that, oh, he's just up there, you know, on the throne in heaven and just, you know, he has a secret box with his will that we don't know about. So, you know, he'll pick and choose which one will fit into my prayer requests. (laughs) And you know what? We're laughing about it. But the truth is, that's how people really think that God is just up there uh, on sitting on a throne. And we look at the sky, probably thinking he's right there and he's sitting on a throne and he's just puppeting us and telling us this is what you're going to do. This is in my will. No, today I'm going to put sickness. Sickness is going to be my will today for you. Uh, And then uh, tomorrow healing is going to be my will for you. Oh, I'm going to skip this because that's not my will for you. And, And if you haven't listened to a podcast that we did, uh, that's called, uh, is God mysterious? That one's a really good one. Cause we talk about how we as believers, mysteries are made known to us through the Holy spirit. So yes, God wants yes. us to know what his will is. Why? So that when we pray, we are confident that this is his will. So according to your will, Lord, we, we believe it yeah, and we can yeah, stand on our yeah. prayer because prayer is nothing. If you don't believe it, that, <laughs> that is absolutely the only requirement needed for an answer prayer is that you believe it and you will have whatever that that you ask. And you know what? I always feel like the, the reason why it's so hard for us to actually walk in God's will and not our own will is because we don't take time to deny ourselves. We know that Luke 9 and 23, it says, and if any, if, and, and, and he said unto all, if any would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And so I got that first part a little mixy, you know, any nth and all that. Yeah. But yeah, he said, if you would take up your cross and follow me, that's the first way and the first plan and how we start to fall into God's will is denying our own will, denying our own will to do. Because guess what? If God is always trying to show us how to do something, you know what ends up happening when he's showing us how to do something? Ooh, maybe I know how to do this. And so the conflicting problem is always how do I allow God to do these things that's going to be perfect 
instead of letting uh, letting myself do it, who might have to do it three and four, you know, X, Y, Z, B, D, A, and all that times, you know, <laughs> instead of, you know, just allowing God to do it exactly the way that he would do it. You know, if we, we get out his way sometimes and say, okay, like Jesus said, not my will, let your will be done and allow him to do it. You know, it, it turns out better. And you know what's interesting about that last part you just said that Jesus kept saying that he wants to do the will of the father nothing else. His, 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 he even said at one point that his meat, meaning whatever his sustenance is doing the will of the father, whatever the, the father asked him to do, that is all that he cares to do. And so we have to get to a place where we can see that we being brought up in the system and tradition and uh, the things of this world, the systems of this world, we tend to have our own will. Okay. Yeah, I, my, yeah, I have a strong yeah, will yeah. that I want to be educated. I have a strong will that I, I need to have a family. I have a, you know, your will to want to do and accomplish things that comes from where we are, the world that we live in. Yeah. But what is God's will for us? And that's what we want to visit today by just really starting off with the definition of what God's will is. And you know what some, it's so amazing because the Holy spirit always speaks these nuggets to you and so this one nugget that we got is god's will is his sovereignty you know his sovereignty you know his power and what he is it's his will you know his will to do for us what he always do you know he never leaves us nor forsake us he left grace for us that it be sufficient just for us in the time that we need it and, and basically it's saying god's will is his sovereignty and when we surrender to his will that's where we find freedom you know, imagine, you know, we, 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 we wrestle and tussle with life all through it, you know, you know, out of the mud, you know, all these different sayings we got, you know, uh, you know, you know, what hurts you make you stronger, you know, I all these different battle things. battle by myself. <laughs> yeah, all these different <laughs> sayings where it sounds like a struggle. It seems like we're transgressing against the will of God and doing, trying, and, and our will is not even suffice because we keep having to do things over and over and over again until one thing, one day we say, I quit on this area, I'm going to go to another area and try this because that's my weak side and my strong side you know i'm strong at this i'm weak at that but guess what the word of god says in your weakness he's made strong so his will imagine denying your own will and then saying oh lord you know i'm gonna follow your will guess what you just freed yourself of all those issues all those problems yes. so that's why is that you find freedom to be in god's will because guess what his will will never turn you around flip you upside down or make you go the wrong way have you questioned who you are have you questioned who they are have you looking backwards forward all the way around and not knowing what's in what's ahead of you and not knowing which way to go you know i and before we just get into this greek definition of uh of the will his will i just wanted to say that it's so interesting that jesus when he was at the end and he knows that he's about to die you know he says lord you know if you can please take this cup from me right he prays that prayer and then at the end that's when he says but you know what not my will, but you'll let your will be done. So his will wouldn't have been wanting to die and, yeah, and, and yeah. suffer and, 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 and feel the pain and, and everything that he was put on him at that cross so that he could bear all of that that we never have to bear it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But all of that, he knew what was there. And, and, and he said, if you could take this cup from me, but then as he prayed, as he continued to pray, he found it easier to say, no, 
Lord, whatever your will is, let it be done. I'm here to fulfill the will that you sent me for. So he will help us. We have help to be able to know what God's will is for us and to be able to fulfill it. And it's way more fulfilling than what our will is. But let's look at it in in the Greek. So in the Greek, it's um, the word, Thelema, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but the word is Thelema, <laughs> and it has a few definitions. It says, what one wishes was, what one wishes or has determined shall be done. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I like it. And what's the second one? The second one, it says, of the purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ. And then of what God wishes to be done by us. So commands, precepts, will, choice, inclination, desire, and pleasure. So it's always good, you know, to look up the meaning of these words and we can have an in-depth understanding of what his will is. But you know what? As as we read that, I think one that just really sticks out for me is, is the purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ. So God's design to bless us through Christ, that all these promises, that we have now are through christ jesus so so his pleasure to to bless us this is what his will is and so this is why it's so important that we remain in his will so that we can see the pleasure of who god is the goodness of who he is he's not today oh no i want to do this something bad to you to teach you a lesson tomorrow no 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 i just want to bless you no he's not go he's not wishy-washy like that god is he's not a man that he should lie when he speaks his word when he sent his son for healing for us, he really meant that. <laughs> so he's yeah, not going to go yeah, and yeah. Then say, I'm going to use sickness today to, to cause you to understand something. Or I'm going to use tribulation against you today for you to learn a lesson. Just imagine, you know, my will is, you know, if I'm talking about my will, my will is based on my five senses, what I can smell, touch, hear, taste, and all these different things and see, you know. And so when I'm walking in my will, guess what? I'm determining things by what I can tangibly do, you know, and so that's that, that's that that has an end. Can you imagine, you know, I, I the tangible things that we have in front of us? Oh, we go to school for 12 years, then we get to get grades and then we go to college and guess what? We choose a career and then life goes and then it ends. Man, that was my will. But guess what? God's will has so many infinite possibilities. If we're searching God's will, if we find ourselves in God's will, guess what? Here it is. You know what? I, I go to school. I do this. And I, oh, God's will come. Oh, man, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, maybe I can do that. Oh, my strengths are this. Yeah, yeah. God said he protect my weakness, so I'm good in that. So, yes, you know what? I'm going to give him my weaknesses so my strength can be enhanced, you know, and so I can be better, you know, and just don't worry about my weakness, but just continue to grow my strengths, you know? in him imagine that it's so many infinite possibilities you can find yourself in knowing that god's will is where you find yourself at you know it's so mad it's, it's so crazy because here's the holy spirit always trying to drive us to the truth you know always trying to be the not the co-pilot but the pilot in the in the seat in the cockpit but here we are always saying oh jesus is my co-pilot you know here he is but where he needs to be is in the driver's seat you know, directing us and guiding us. But we always say, I don't need, uh, let me, let me be the pilot and he just be the backup. That's, that's a trust issue. That's an issue that we have with trusting him. 
you know, but let's get back to trusting him where we can say, you know what, God, you know what, your will, let your will be done. Because guess what? I've tried my will. And you know what's happened? I've seen failure. I've seen defeat. Oh, yeah. I've seen broken promises. I've seen, um, I've seen heartache. I've seen pain. I've seen all these different things because I wanted to do it my way. But guess what? In God's will, guess what you begin to see? You begin to see the fruit. You begin to see the fruits of the spirit. You begin to see all these different things in God's will that lines up perfectly and puts you in position where you can grow. And you know what? The blessing of having the Holy Spirit, like you said, if he's helping us and directing us and guiding us, you always get to a place where you can feel that, like the Bible says, that we're warring in our spirit and our, our flesh. And our will is all in our flesh. Like we were just yeah, talking about yeah, our yeah, will sure. is like what we want to do, what we feel is right to do based on what we see, what's tangible to us, right? And yet the spirit is saying, I know all things. I created all things. I understand all things. I have all wisdom all understanding, all knowledge, and I know exactly what you need. And you can feel in those times a struggle that's happening between your flesh and your spirit, your will versus his will, just like Jesus went through, you know, his will. And he's saying, no, but you know what? I was sent to do your will. And so there is that tug of war. But before you can even understand that you're winning that tug of war, we must understand that God created all things by his will his pleasure his desire to bless us is that he created all things and gave us dominion and he said you know what this is you you have now dominion over this go ahead you know name these things and do and tend to it and take care of it here it is i've created it you know what's crazy because when you just said that just think about it what what, what i what we just said both things you know god said create it do all these things yeah it's my will that you do it right but here it is when we find ourselves in our own will guess what it's only the one linear thing that we desire to do oh i chose my career and i'm going to do that you know and we get stuck there trying to complete that and fulfill that which we chose you know and it might not be the best place for us we might have chosen because of money we might have chosen because where our heart lies is our treasure you know and sometimes (laughs) pride kicks in now you can't take a step back (laughs) your pride has got you going and you're going and you even though the holy spirit's trying to have you turn back you can't even turn back it don't make enough money for me so yeah i can't do that (laughs) you know but if that that doesn't that doesn't predicate God's will in your life. What predicates God's will is where you find peace and you find that in his will, you know, in his will, in his way, you find peace, you know, and and it's not that peace that you get for 20 hours or two days. Then you go back to, you know, yeah, it's it's not that (laughs) it's not that old weekends here. I'm good. I ain't got to work. So yeah, I'm good. I got my peace. No, it ain't that. And it ain't that show ain't that silver thing in your purse. So let's not even go there, but let's just look at it. God's will, you know, and what it means. It means to, to, to deny myself. Submit to his authority, meaning to relegate what I am, who I am, and move over and allow God to supersede. Amen. And so now let's just write, get right in the Bible. We always invite you open up your Bible, whether you're using your phone, your paper Bible, your book, just open it up. Let's get in the word revelation four, verse 11. It says thou art worthy. O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure. They are and were created. Ooh, 
We are pleasurable for God. Amen. He created all things, including us. And then he had a plan for us, which was Jesus Christ. After the fall, he still had a rescue plan for us, which was Christ Jesus. And, you know, he wants to bless us through his will, uh, through Christ. And so here we are now. Christ is not here, but we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit wants us to know who we are and what God's design is for us and what, what his sovereignty is and what it is to be uh, a co-heirs, what it means to be a royal priesthood, what it means to be all these things that he has spoken over us. Yeah, that chosen generation, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's so amazing just to know, you know, you know, that we're pleasurable, you know, we find God finds us pleasurable when we're in his will, you know, who wouldn't want to be pleasurable to God? You know, he looks and smiles at you and say, oh, you know what? I'm so blessed by my son. You know, I'm so blessed by my children that they're doing exactly what I said. And I didn't have to tell them three and four times. Imagine that you being a parent, your kid never do what you're saying. You know, it's it, always on the opposite end of what you say. And then eventually they live life contrary to what you brought them up as. And so imagine that how that looks to you. That would look horrible. You know, my kids, like, I say, well, you we brought you up in a good home, you know, two parents and we loved on you. We treated you right. But here you are. You out in the street doing whatever you in there and there and everywhere and it looks bad because it's like you know what i raised you better than that but here it is with god it's like you know what lord i got my own thing so i'll do yours later and <laughs> but that's not what it is you know and then when it fails oh lord whatever your me. will is <laughs> yeah whatever your will is lord help me as soon as it started going good you back to you again man and and, and that's in a nutshell what we mean we want to be pleasurable unto god and bring him honor when, when, when people look at us, they say, wow, you know, Steve, man, this guy is, is God-fearing because guess what? He, he, he never gets mad at me. He, he never does all these things, and he always have an answer for me. You know, and, and that just may be what they're saying. But, you know, but here it is. God, God made us this way that we would do his will, that we would follow his will, and then we would get out of ourselves. So because he created all things by his will, as we read in Revelation 4.11, his will is the true function and operation and use of all things. So the true, true operation, true use of all things. And by this, you know, one of the things that we, we tend to talk about every once in a while is the discussion on marriage and how people in the world who have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, who have not uh, now entered into the kingdom of heaven, they don't really understand what marriage is and what, because God created that unity between a man and a woman that they become one flesh. He knows what he created. He knows how it should function. And so therefore, when people in the world, we just wonder, how can someone do marriage without knowing what God says about marriage through man, Christ. How man, can you oh understand man. the full function of what marriage is? I mean, it's like you're just walking in the dark and hoping you, you, you're getting it. And you know, some people, they've, they, they still make it, you know, years and years. And, and I mean, some don't because they don't know what God created, what it means that a, a man will leave his family and cleave to his wife and the two become one flesh. What does that really mean? So that's what we mean by his will is the truth function operation and use of all things that's why if we are in his will we have absolute freedom 
And you know what? And, and some people look at it like, oh, if I'm not doing me, how can I have freedom? You know, how can I find freedom if I'm not doing me and what I like to do? That just sounds very selfish, you know, because if you're doing exactly what you want to do all the time, then who's getting the benefit out of you being someone in their life? Nobody. It's just you. And so what happens when we follow the will of God? And I'm reminded in Acts, it said that, at the end, at, uh, I think 2 and 47, it talks about how they began after they, the day of Pentecost, they began to break bread with each other and they began to, to, to all the all the people that had stuff, they began to share the things that they had, you know, that everyone wouldn't have need. And so they divided it evenly. So everybody would have. And, that, and that's awesome because this is what we find the will of God that he He does things in our life that we all will have what, he, what we need. And we'll all be equipped to do exactly what we're supposed to do. Amen. So John 4, 31 through 34 says, in the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him saying, Master, eat. So Jesus, please eat. <laughs> but he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus <laughs> said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So he was so filled with knowing his purpose, God's purpose, God's design, God, what God has specifically for him. He was so full with that, that even him eating was not even what he had in mind. He's showing them that you know what I have greater food to eat which is to do the will of my father yeah, I have greater yeah, priority yeah. which yeah, is to good. do the will of my father it's not to eat and be merry and just just doing whatever my flesh wants to do and pretty much that's what that's what meat does it sustains the flesh so here we're saying okay I need to eat because why my flesh is screaming I've been I've been walking all day I'm hungry but he is he he denies his body and we know that Jesus did this many times by fasting and and, and for 40 days, 40 nights, you know, he, he told his flesh, what flesh you're going to submit. And, and the enemy tempted him at the end of that fast and said, you know, if you, if you're really who you say you are, you know, turn this, uh, bread, uh, uh stone into bread. And he's like, no man shall not live on bread alone. So here he is saying, yeah, I, yeah, I, awesome. the, the flesh is not going to tell me what I need to do. I'm going to be obedient to the will of God, even unto his death. Yes. My flesh, my emotion. Oh my, uh, you know, let's just get into that place, the soul realm where our emotions will be like, I mean, I'm about to die for these people that, that don't even get it. Half of them don't even understand. Yeah. Half of them don't want me. <laughs> One of them who was real close to me is about to do the opposite of what I've been teaching <laughs> and totally betray me. But, you know, that could be the flesh, that could be the soul, the emotions. But because he was prayerful, because he spent time with the father, because he was filled with the father's purpose. It was easy for him to say, not my will. I don't care to eat. That's 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 the flesh. Let me go ahead and fulfill the will of my father. And, you know, it's amazing because he freed himself from himself, you know, and that's what a lot Amen. of us have to do. We have to free ourselves from ourselves. And I reminded the scripture in John, the, in the eighth chapter, the 36th verse, it said, 
he who the son of man has set free is free indeed. And, and what I mean by when you have your own will, you have your own standards, you have your own examples, you have your own thing. And I'm reminded of scripture when Jesus said, now he said, the disciples say good teacher. And he said, oh, not one is good, but God, you know, and so I'm reminded of that because our standards, what we, how we live and how we do things are our standards doesn't mean they're good or doesn't mean they're right for someone else. Because they're our standards. And just listen to me. Hear me out right here. Sometimes our standards is just suffice for us. But guess what? Somebody else, they might be like, uh-uh, man, I don't like that. Or I'm not good with that. Oh, that's too much for me. You know, and because it's not good for them. They have their own set of standards. But guess what? God's standards supersede, meaning that our will is just to do what we want. But God's will is suffice for everybody. That's why it say his grace is sufficient, because if we find ourselves in his will, we're going to find the freedom to be exactly who he said we are. We're going to have boldness. We're, not, we're going to have meekness. We're going to have temperance. We're going to have self-control. We're going to have joy. We're going to have peace. We're going to have long suffering. We're going to have love. We're going to have all the fruits of the spirit operating in us if we're in his will. Not when we want to be in his will, but when we're in his will. And when we're in our own will, it means that we're saying pretty much that we know the the pleasures of our own life. We know what we need. We're our own God. I know what I need. I know the function of what I need. And that's not the truth because we read in Revelation 4.11, he created all things. All things were created by him, not by us. So therefore, we're limited to understanding the true function of what things should be. So here we are in our own good pleasure, enjoying and being merry and being doing whatever we want to do in our will. And we find that that's not even fulfilling. We don't even find fulfillment because that thing was not created for you to be doing what you think you're supposed to be doing with it. You know, what's amazing that what we're talking about is things that last forever. God's will will last forever. Our will will not last forever because this body has to go to the dust. And so I'm reminded in scripture, do you abide in your will of, do you abide in the will of the father or the father abides because the father abides forever. And that's amazing because John 15 and four through five says abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Jesus is the true vine. You know, I'm just letting you know, you know, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches and he who abides in me and I in him. He bears much fruit for apart from me, he can do nothing. And so it's so amazing to know that, you know, that that place right there is that we abiding in him. You know, we get to know and get to see the fruit that that's not nothing. <laughs> and but also we, we can read on a little bit more. Yes. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30 supports that, too. It says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden 
burden is light. And we, you know, we're just going to share something that we, we were actually talking about this afternoon is that a lot of us struggle to rest because we, we are trying so hard to fulfill our own will instead of God's will. When we are in his will and his design, there is support for that. There is, there is, there is great support for that. Therefore we can rest and know that he is going to be true to his word. All we have to do is just believe it. Yeah. But when we want to do our own will, yeah. and we have to sustain that and yeah. we have to work at that. <laughs> and so we can find rest in that. We're always struggling. We're always fighting. You know, the struggle's real. You know, why is the struggle real? Because you're trying to do your own will and not the father's will for you. When you're in his lane, it's, it's a smooth ride because everything you need, he's true to his word. His word never comes back to him void. What he spoke of his word is going to be accomplished. All we have to do is believe what his word says. I just say, get off that struggle bus and get on the freedom ride, you know, <laughs> because it's <laughs> so free to know that we walk in the will of God. We find freedom. It becomes easy. It becomes lifestyle change, you know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just so amazed because God's will for us is to know who we are in him. You know, and how do we know who we are in him is that we find Christ. How do we find Christ? Yes. How do we find Christ? What, what is that? Romans 8 and 1, you know, therefore, it, there's, there's no condemnation for those who walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. You know, it's so amazing because if we walk in the spirit, that's how we find Christ. And we begin to walk like Christ's desire for us to walk. And so I'm going to read to you 2 Corinthians 3 and 18 for it it, it. it gives us a depiction of how this looks. But we all. With the unveiled face, beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, and being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. Amen. It's so amazing. Yes, we are being transformed into his image. And it is such a wonderful blessing that we have the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Those that have received Christ Jesus and those that have uh, uh, been baptized in the Holy Spirit and have had the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know what? Now we can see ourselves transform into what he says we are. Our spirit man has now come alive. We are dead to that old person, that old person that was us we're now new in our spirit man and all our spirit man wants to do is do the pleasure and the will of God so therefore that's why we said it's so easy when you're in his lane it's so easy when you kill your flesh and you say not my will but let his will be done and when we do that things are there that are going to support us we have his wisdom knowledge understand all these things in the in the spirit that we have that are full in us can become alive in us when we say not my will but your will your will is healing your will is 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 wisdom and understanding your will is knowledge your will is 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 peace your will is joy i mean we can go on and on what god's word says every benefit that we have in him is ours in the spiritual realm and we can access it by believing that whatever he said we have and that's his will for us and never backing down no matter no matter what our flesh is saying, no matter what our soul is feeling, no matter what's go what we see in front of us, you know, just like Peter, he walked on that water, you know, even though he, I'm sure he was thinking to himself, I see a, a body of water here. I don't know how, how that's going to
going to happen. But but you have to put that aside and understand who you are, who's leading your life. And when he says do this, he knows exactly what that design and function for that purpose is. And it's so amazing when you get to that place where you can say, I'm denying myself. Self-denial is the place where you know I, I can no longer live like Steve. I want to live like Christ. And so it's amazing when we look at the scriptures and how it breaks down, we get to when we get empowered by the Holy Spirit. We don't get empowered by the Holy Spirit to to preach Steve. We get empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a witness of Jesus. Amen. You know, the one who who gave us this opportunity of everlasting life, you know, when his death, burial and his resurrection, you know, and, and you know, it, it's so amazing that we get to know that through Jesus. Imagine me living the will of Steve and dying by the will of Steve. That's just death. But imagine me saying, I deny Steve. And guess what? I live like Christ. Guess what? That's going to give me eternal life. It's so amazing when we're walking in God's will. Amen. So we just pray that you will seek out what God's will is for you and continue to walk in that. And in that is the easy route, I tell you. Deny yourself and get on his lane because his lane is way, way, way better uh, for us than we could ever imagine. No side effects. You just, you just going to be cruising. And this has been the G220 Effect. And, and we're, we're gone. gone.